What is up guys, it is Quinn here. And in this video, I'm gonna be going through some of the top buy low players heading into week 10 of the NFL season. So players who maybe have underwhelmed this past week, maybe the last few weeks, I think their value is about to peak. And I think this is a good time to go out and acquire these players. If you guys enjoy the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you have any fantasy questions, could be waiver wire, trade advice, start sit. If you drop it down below, I'll be getting back to every single person. And then I do just want to let you guys know about Underdog Fantasy Football. If you guys sign up uh, for Underdog using code Quinn or the link down in the description, they will double your first deposit up to $100. You put in 20, they'll add 20 on top of that. You'll have $40 in your account. They have these cool weekly drafts. They have some player pickums, which I think are pretty fun. Uh, one pickum I was looking at for the uh, Monday night game tonight was uh, the Alvin Kamara over under 36 and a half receiving yards. I'm picking the uh, higher or the over on that one. We look at the last four games that Kamara's played in. Uh, he's had six targets for 91 yards, uh, nine targets, six receptions, 25 yards. That was the one time in the last four he didn't hit that number. Nine targets, seven receptions, 56 yards. 10 targets, nine receptions, 96 yards. He's been such a focal point in this offense as a pass catcher with MT out for the season. I think they'll continue to utilize him that way. So I do like the higher on that 36 and a half number. If you guys want to ride with that one, you can use the uh, link down in the description. But let's jump into the first buy low player. And I think this video is actually going to be entirely wide receivers, just kind of the way it lined up this week. But I'm going to be starting it off by talking about Amon Ross St. Brown. So he didn't have a terrible day, four receptions, 55 yards, but nine and a half PPR points. You're definitely expecting a little bit more out of Amon Ross St. Brown. I feel like, you know, just in what I've seen from the comment sections, certain people's rankings, Amon Ra doesn't seem to be a guy who's viewed as a wide receiver one. Personally, I do value him as a top 12 wide receiver rest of season. So I just think there's an initial, you know, I guess, uh, you know, difference in value compared to what I think, compared to some other people out there and likely people in your leagues. On the season, he's averaging 14.8 points per game. So I could understand looking at that number and thinking, eh, he's more of a high-end wide receiver two, mid-tier wide receiver two. But, you know, the point per game number, it's useful in some situations, but it doesn't always tell the full story. That number is skewed because of two games that Amon Ra has played in where he has dealt with injuries. The first one, he was playing through an injury and only played around 50% of the snaps. So that's not a full sample size. And then the second game, he left very early on with a concussion. So you can make the argument like, yeah, but you're starting him, you're playing him, he's giving you that production. And while that's true, you know, there are other guys in the NFL who haven't had to deal with any of these situations. And so their point per game number is just on healthy performances. Remember, we're projecting forward. Amon Ra's healthy at this point. So you shouldn't be anticipating any more of these weird injury games. So in the five healthy games he has played in, these are his uh, PPR point numbers. 20.4, 39.4, 13.3, 13.9, and 9.5. Then looking at the target numbers in those games, 12, 12, 9, 10, and 9. I think Amon Ra, like I said, is going to be a top 12 wide receiver moving forward. And I think you can be trading like bottom tier wide receiver ones for Amon Ra Plus. I think you can even do uh, deals like AJ Brown or Hopkins for Amon Ra, but then also be getting a significant upgrade at another position on top of it. So you're flipping wide receiver for wide receiver, but maybe you're taking a big upgrade at running back or another wide receiver. I think these are deals that can get done. And I would be asking around for Amon Ra because he's kind of hit this point in the season where he had those two rough games with injury. And then he's had just, you know, two decent games these last few weeks. 
So, you know, those games are expected if you're balling out every other week. But when you throw in those injury riddled games, it makes his recent stretch look unimpressive when I think he'll be back to stud production very, very soon. Now, another wide receiver we have here is Jacoby Myers. He had a five catch 42 yard game. He did lose a fumble, so he only put up 7.4 fantasy points. But still on the season, he is averaging 14.7 points per game. Now, looking at that point per game number, like I said, you know, it's a little iffy. Uh, like I talked about with Amon Ra, but that is mid-tier wide receiver two production out of Jacoby Myers. And I don't know if it's due to the name, maybe people don't trust the Patriots offense, but for whatever reason, Jacoby Myers is not being respected as a top 24, potentially even should be a top 20 wide receiver in fantasy. He's not getting that type of respect. I feel like people are still viewing him as a wide receiver three. You guys know, you know, I'll have people asking me start sit questions and some of the start sits I get with Jacoby Myers, like not trying to, uh, you know, call anyone out here, but it'll be like Jacoby Myers and then like some other wide receiver who shouldn't even be sniffing lineups. And people are asking that, like, you know, should I be going Myers or this guy? Jacoby Myers should definitely be relied upon as a week to week starter. And since he is still viewed as a wide receiver three coming off of a down game, I think you can get him for pretty cheap. So these are some players that I would just trade straight up for uh, Jacoby Myers. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Brandon Ayuk, Devonta Smith. I would even trade DJ Moore straight up, Curtis Samuel, Alan Lazard. You know, some of those guys like Lazard, Samuel, Moore, maybe even like Sutton, people may not agree straight up. For me, that's what I'd be willing to do. And I think you could probably even trade uh, lesser tier wide receivers just because he doesn't have that name value. And I feel like people are just expecting a fall off. He's proven so far that he is the clear best wide receiver on this team. And I think he'll continue to give you, you know, wide receiver two production. Now, like I said, a lot of wide receivers here sticking at the position. I'm actually going to be talking about Gabe Davis. And to be totally honest, coming into the season, I didn't think I would ever be talking about Gabe Davis as someone I'd be trying to trade for, you know, someone I'd be looking to acquire. Because if you guys have, you know, uh, followed my channel leading up to the season, even early on in the season, you guys know that I was not a big Gabe Davis guy. I was significantly lower on him than consensus before the season. And even during the season, you know, he had a few boom weeks. I wasn't really falling for it. But just looking at the overall landscape here, fantasy players hate inconsistent players. We would have people, you know, hating on Tyler Lockett because he'd have these boomer bust weeks. Gabe Davis is the definition of a boomer bust player. And, you know, fantasy owners, they just do not like it. After that game where he, you know, put up 32.1 points, I think he had like three receptions for like 100, you know, 70 something yards and two touchdowns. That crazy game. I'm sure you guys all remember that. People were ready to lock him in as a high end wide receiver, too. I'm pretty sure I talked about him as a sell high player at that point, just because that type of production is not sustainable. But then he had a decent, like, 16 point game. Then the last two weeks, just two terrible games, sub six points. I think people are going to be very frustrated with Gabe Davis. And I think they'll be willing to give him away for very, very cheap. I've even seen some people after one down game in the comments, you know, talking about how they don't trust Gabe Davis moving forward, all of this stuff. Early on in the season, I definitely didn't want Gabe Davis to be my wide receiver too. But at this point, you're not acquiring him to be your number two. You're looking at Gabe Davis as probably your number three, number four wide receiver. And at that value, I'd definitely be interested in that. Because like I talked about with Gabriel Davis, when you have a boomer bust player like that, and they're your number two option, you kind of just have to fire them up as a weekly start 
because you don't want to miss out on that you know 32 point per game outburst that we saw uh, earlier on in the season. But if he's your number three, number four, you can pick and choose your matchups. You can obviously, you know, you may get burned a little bit if he hits a big game when he's on your bench, but you can find those solid games where you think they're going to be putting up a ton of passing volume and then take your shot on Gabe Davis. So I think he's someone who can be thrown in as like an add-in piece, you know, like a two-for-one where he's kind of just closing the distance a little bit, or maybe even like one-for-one offers, guys like Boyd, Rondell Moore, Thielen, Cooks. I feel like the wide receiver position is kind of tough because I think you have a lot of like locked in, you know, fringe top 24 guys. And then there's a significant fall off. But I think if someone is willing to panic and, you know, give away Gabriel Davis for very, very cheap, even though I wasn't high on him coming into the season, I still think he has some value. We just have to understand what he actually is going to be moving forward. So those are three wide receivers I talked about. And then I kind of just want to give a shout out to some injured players that I think, you know, will be solid players to go after for top teams with top records. If you're sitting there with a, what we're nine weeks in, like a seven and two, an eight and one record, somehow if you're nine and oh, this could be an opportunity for you to make some big moves and bring in a guy like Marquise Brown or a guy like Mike Williams, Jamar Chase, right? These players carry risk because you don't know exactly when they're going to come back. You don't know if this injury is going to linger, but they also give you crazy upside because if you're bringing in Jamar Chase, and giving up like a fringe top 24 wide receiver, you may be losing out in the short term. But if you have Jamar Chase for that playoff run or, you know, getting into the playoffs, you're going to be looking pretty in the, uh, you know, quarterfinal, semifinal championship games. But if you are looking like a lock to make the playoffs, you know, I would just send some offers out, especially if the team uh, that these guys are on, if they have a rough record and they need to win now, they're going to be, you know, more inclined to move these guys off of their rosters. So just something I would kind of ask for. I think I'm going to do a video on this later on, get a little bit more in depth, talking about like strategy for teams that are in different positions. So, uh, you know, check in for that if you guys are interested, but that is going to wrap it up for this one. So we had uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jacoby Myers, Gabe Davis as by lows. And then, you know, if you're a top team, inquire about Marquise Brown, Mike Williams, Jamar Chase. These guys can be wide receiver ones when healthy. So if you can buy low now that they're injured, you're going to have a stacked team, you know, heading into the playoff games. Thank you guys for stopping by. Hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Underdog link is in the description. Thank you. And I will see you in the next one.